Support the Amigos podcast and keep the Amiga goodness flowing for just a dollar a month. Visit our page at patreon.com slash Amigos podcast. Hi everybody, welcome to Amigos. I'm John. And I'm Aaron. And today we're going to be talking about Rockstar Ate My Hamster. But before we do, uh, I'd like to show off my brand new apparel. I was wondering where that t-shirt would go, and yeah. now I know. So this was sent to us by none other than uh, O'Brien's Retro and Vintage for our uh, Christmas Spectacular. So uh, he sent it just my size. So. That explains the diet right yeah, there. Yeah, right. <laughs> just, just squeezed into that thing, <laughs> Just squeezed yeah. into it. Uh, so thank you, O'Brien's. Um, we got some great feedback from our um, Christmas episode. Really? Lots of people really liked it. I was a little nervous about the Christmas episode, so I'm glad, <laughs> I'm glad uh, it went over well. Dreamcatcher said, that was amazing. Thanks, guys. The pics, the memories, flickering fire background, Prezi's awesome mini A1000 especially. Thank you. <laughs> I've got to link that up. I yeah, I took yet. a picture of it. I need to uh, put that on. Uh, <laughs> everything. Heartwarming stuff. I'm feeling so festive now I could donate a giant turkey to an impoverished bookkeeper and his kin. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> um, well said, by the way. <laughs> let's see. Uh, oh, there was uh, uh, something that I messed up quite horribly on the Christmas Spectacular. Oh, yeah? So I got some of the screenshots wrong when I was copying the answers down or something. So here's the deal. Brent, you, and uh, O'Brien's, and Will Williams were all right to say that the candy canes were taken from Zool. Yes, so I you knew were it. right about that. I knew it. And Will Williams and O'Brien's were spot on saying the <laughs> angular 3D hut in the snow was from midwinter. Mm. I went back and I checked and I just forgot to write down those clues. So I apologize. Cole in the stocking for both. Yeah. It's uh, is a Christmas. So that was, there was a lot of information on that show. You bound to buy something. <laughs> um, so uh, now here's a message from Chris Folds. Uh, he says, "Hope you like the gifts, and that Aaron realized, which I don't think we realized this, the A1200 badge. Remember that that he sent us? Yeah. That actually is meant to affix on your 1200. It replaces the crappy paper sticker that came with it. Oh boy, it a bit more class. That's something for me to keep. Yeah, so I'll send that. Whole Thanks, man. Tonight. Beautiful. It's He's cheap. right, because mine is crappy. It's the cheapest Amiga upgrade you can buy. Oh, man. That <laughs> makes me feel all fuzzy. I love it. Um, and Ralph Bunya uh, said, uh, congratulations on the awesome Amiga's Christmas special. He thinks it turned out great. It was a lot of fun hanging out. And we really appreciate all the folks that showed up on Twitter and were participating in the chat. That, that made things fun. really come alive. I was really, I was, I was very pleased and surprised we had that many people yeah. show up. And it was a lot of fun to... Uh, to do it in real time, you know, it's not mm -hmm. something we do every week, it's for sure. But right. it was fun, you know. Yeah, and I neat. think I think for episode 100, we'll probably do another one. It's nice to know that there are people because we really didn't even. I don't know how much notice was even put out about that stuff. It was. It's neat that people showed up and mm -hmm. hung out with us, and some people stayed there for quite a while. Yeah, yeah. So we appreciate that, everybody. It's nice to it's nice to feel like people are kind of in touch and everything. You know, mm -hmm. that people are out there listening. Um. So that's it for the feedback this week. Um, I got one piece of news before you dive into your news. Uh, this was uh, sent to us on Facebook by Bella Erdos. And uh, it's an article from Gizmodo Australia that uh, talks about a... Um, this is a new uh, HDMI out graphics card for your an Amiga 2000. So this is uh, Lucas Hartman has, has built this thing. And it's a mass production effort. Um, and the first pre-order is already sold out. The name of the, the thing is called the MNT VA2000. 
um, but he's launched a second batch pre-order for those who missed out. Uh, the card supports a max res of 1280 by 720 at 16-bit color, or if you want to go with a lower resolution, 24-bit. Uh, and like it, I said, it comes with HDMI out. Now here's the thing, the price is not too expensive. It's only 189 euros, which is about the same as a low to mid-range GPU from mm -hmm. today. So, uh, uh, and thank you very much, Bella, for sending that in. That's really cool. Yes, very neat. Uh, you, you need to you need to keep that kind of stuff coming. It's nice that that stuff's getting released. It's crazy the amount of hardware that's in the pipe. Yeah, yeah. You know, the more and more I look at those sort of uh, pizza box uh, Amigas, like the one thousand, the two thousand, I, I start to see the appeal a little bit. I, I have to say the the one thousand. I've owned a two thousand, but it was just for a cup of coffee. I didn't have it very long. The one thousand I had for years and years, twice. I bought it twice, and it was. It was awful convenient to have that little garage with the keyboard, mm -hmm. and it, it felt more it felt more like a proper computer. The Amiga is compact, but having to reach around for floppy drives a pain. You know, the the the, the one thousand had the floppy right on the front mm -hmm. there, which was nice. So there it has it has its advantages. The two thousand having those expansion slots because if you start moving everything sideways. I mean, you can have an Amiga. <laughs> it's funny how the computers of the 80s expanded. Because mm -hmm. <clears throat> my Coco had a side expansion slot. This, just like the same sort of sidecar that and the 500 then, has? Well, and so did the TI-994A had a big... The TI had this thing you hooked on the side. It looked like a... I mean, it was like a small... It was a computer garage. Big metal <laughs> thing. You could, If you could pick it up, you could beat someone to death with it. But the Amiga had it. You know, the same thing where you go out to the side. And it... I mean... Does it work? Yes, but is it functional on your desk? No. <laughs> and you, you know, we've got the thing to put on our five hundred, and it's the same thing. And, and I've had, uh, you know, and of course with the Amiga, you might have, you might have your Amiga, and you might have off to the side, you might have your IDE or SCSI, mm -hmm. and maybe some memory. And then I had an additional memory. Uh, Expansion that just all it was was memory, and then everything has its own switch because some games won't work with the extra memory slot. Some games don't like the hard drive, yeah. and so it's, it's like uh, it's like gods. You remember gods? We had to pull the switches mm -hmm. to activate certain mm -hmm. things. It's the same thing. You're running back and forth. You know, of course, if it was easy, everyone would do it, I guess. But well, or just buy a different computer system, which yeah. is what people did. Yeah, yeah, you're right. But the it you know having a nice proper Upgradable case. case. Yeah. I remember, I know I've mentioned this, but <clears throat> the uh, Amiga 1000 was supposed to have a uh, an upgradable case that was going to have add Zorro slots. Mm -hmm. I think it was called the Bodega Bay. And I kept waiting and waiting for this thing to get released. I actually called French Canada to try to get, talk to some French Canadians who didn't understand what the hell I was saying. <laughs> I didn't know what they were saying. I don't think it ever came out. But I wanted one so bad because everyone else was getting all the expansion slots mm -hmm. and all this easy access to memory and video cards. I couldn't do any of it on the 1000. Yeah. You know, but the 1000 was old. Yeah. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, it's great news. Uh, you know, it's funny, it sold all, they've already sold out the first run. That seems to be another common trend mm -hmm. with this stuff. It seems like it's instantly gone. Um, <clears throat> I don't know how the, uh, the new, that Kickstarter campaign for the keyboards and the cases. I don't know how much of that's already claimed. Yeah, I haven't kept up with that yet. But uh, uh, it's incredible, the demand. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's what blows me away. Um, 
I, I often worry that I'm going to wake up and my stuff's just not going to turn on. Right. You know? Right. And if you've invested in a keyboard, new keys, and all this expansion software, I mean, the one thing people have to have to remember is like, this stuff's old, man, and it could go any time. It's not like you can just hop down the street and pick another one up. Yeah. Not, not without serious bucks. Yeah. So now this is the uh, this is the Kickstarter for the uh, the, the keycaps, and it looks like oh, it's just, it's it's ticking up as we go. So oh, they're gonna they're gonna make it. Yeah, four hundred fifty one backers. They only need seven thousand dollars more, and they've still got twenty one yeah, days to they're go. They're gonna they're gonna make it. It's a good pro. It's it's good. Yeah, I know? think that they're charging uh, what is it about a hundred bucks for let's see seventy five bucks for a, a, a keycap set. I mean that's not bad. It, it, this is a specialty product. Yeah, know, I mean it's and, not cheap. Yeah, yeah. It's it's something. You're, I mean it, that's seventy dollars. Just think about it, money. Right. It's not just like spur of the moment. Like fifty bucks, that's an easy buy. Mm-hmm. Seventy five bucks, you're moving up. But uh, that's a big hassle having those things knocked out. Right. Right. Know? So yeah, I'd, I'd say that's probably about what I would expect it to go for. <clears throat> what else do you have going on? Uh, I don't have a ton of news this week. I, like I was talking about earlier, I had a. Uh, had some funerally type stuff I had to take care of this week, so it's kind of tied up. But I did grab a few items off the uh, old internet here. Uh, first thing, um, we talked about, I think it was last week, the week before, uh, that uh, uh, that uh, Amiga had had a, a, an extra level added to uh, another world or mm-hmm. out of this world. So I guess this, I don't know if it's the same gang or another gang, but they've They've done it again. We mentioned, I guess it's been a, it's been a couple months ago where they ported over uh, the uh, uh, the sequel, Heart of the Alien, over to from to the uh, Amiga, and they've done it again. They have uh, taken that part of the lion or heart of the alien, and they heart of the heart lion, of lionheart. Lion. I got lionheart on my Wings mind. They've taken that. heart of the alien, and they've re-released it with new. Up, uh, you know, they've made some changes, some uh, smashed some bugs, but it also comes with an extra level that wasn't in it, uh, which is awesome. So uh, we'll have a link to that up. But uh, you know, I I haven't played that one. Have you played Heart of the Alien? I remember when it came out. I, I never got to play it. No, no. Uh, you know, it's funny. I've played so many different games in the in other worlds. Uh, well, another world, out of this world, and uh, flashback. I just it, they totally passed me by that first time. That's amazing. You never played flashback. No, that is crazy. Isn't yeah, it? I, that's amazing. Um, I know there was a new release of uh, Win UAE this week. I have not tried it. Um, so I don't. Know I need to upgrade it. my WinUAE. I haven't done that. Well, I don't I obviously don't use WinUAE that much for the obvious reasons that I you know, use the actual Amiga, but um, it's a tremendous piece of software, obviously. Mm-hmm. So so, but uh, anytime they release a new version, they've added. We didn't talk about this, but one of the versions they released recently added support for laser American laser games. I'd love to play Mad Dog McCree, <clears> which I thought was interesting. Yeah. We, I mean, Daphne will play those games. But it's still neat that to play those in the original Amiga environment. Right. I, I don't know if the Amiga controlled. I don't think it controlled all those aspects of that game. I think it just did the uh, video part. But I'm not 100 percent sure about that. I don't, I don't know what that. We may have to fire that up so and see what it does. Yeah. Uh, so uh, this is sort of news because I'm gonna I'm gonna spring it on boat here. Last week on the uh, Christmas show, he sort of called me out. On this twenty dollar game machine, uh, 
if you'll recall. And I think Brent raised the tally $25. <laughs> so I went back to the workshop and came up with this. Pull it out here. This is my $20 game machine right here. That's the Duke. You remember the Duke? It's the original Xbox controller. That's the original Massive. Xbox controller. Pick it up anywhere, couple bucks, cheap. Uh, no one liked these. Mm-hmm. They're easy to find at retail shops because or resale shops. They're large shops. and uncomfortable. They're 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 large and uncomfortable, but you get used to them. Um, but what they also are are cavernous. Yes, inside. Very true. And so this one has been modified by me. And again, this is not uh, it's not new ground, but this is sort of new ground. I've never seen one do use one of these sticks. Um, I saw a fellow attempt it, but he didn't do a great job. But what you've got in here is a Retro Pi Zero, <clears throat> five bucks. You've got a power port right here. Mm-hmm. This goes to your uh, HDMI, mm-hmm. and it it works. I uh, finished it up yesterday. It'll play. Oh, I don't know. I mean, the potential. Amount of stuff it'll play is decide you know dependent on how big the uh, SD card in it. This one has a smaller SD card to fit in the twenty to twenty five dollar range. I figure five bucks for the card. This was three and a half bucks. This was a buck. Um, who knows the joystick? You know, let's just say five six bucks. Um, the SD card, I think it was three bucks, no, four bucks. So there it is, twenty dollar game machine. Except for the fact that that's not an off the shelf part. You couldn't get a controller for in a new controller off the shelf and do it for less than twenty. When was that part of the deal? That's, you said a twenty dollar game. No, machine. I didn't. I said what do you mean off the off shelf? The shelf part. This is off my shelf. Well, if you want to, be <laughs> that, you, you, are you trying to tell me after I go out? I put together a tw- a sub twenty dollar game, a full game console, and you're not going to honor. I appreciate the effort, but that those were not the terms of the original agreement. Yeah, they were. You said I couldn't make a game machine for twenty bucks. No, twenty bucks. That's, that's not what I said. I said you had to use all off the shelf. These parts. are off the shelf. What are you talking about? If you couldn't buy this new and come in under twenty, bucks. they don't make them new. It's all new old stock. So you're telling me, okay? I'm going to rewind for a minute. I can do this with just about any controller. I don't believe I can get it. I can absolutely do it with any controller. There's not enough space in almost. Yes, there is. There, I could take this. Started off as a Super Nintendo controller. I didn't want to destroy my Super Nintendo controller. Good move to prove my point. However, I could buy a three dollar USB Super Nintendo controller from China and do the same thing. Not because I'm great, because it's already been done. The Retro Pi or the Retro Pi was the software on it. The uh, um, Raspberry Pi is so unbelievably small that you could look in here, and it's so small you can't even see it. It's in there. It's in there. You can't even see it. It's so Where did small. you get one of those? I've heard that they've been hard to find. Are they not as hard to find as they were? <sighs> They're hard to find. The uh, um, I got lucky a couple months ago, and I had one to fiddle with, and I just... Originally, I was going to do this sort of thing, mm-hmm. and then I thought, you know, God, it's been done to death, and 
I'll just do something. The retro pie is a, or the uh, raspberry pie is a tremendous, tremendous item from the UK. It's, um, it's just brilliant. And I thought, I'm going to try to come up with something more clever mm-hmm. to do with wine. Now, let me ask but you. But I didn't come up with, but then we had we got to talking last week, and I was like, well, I bet I could do this real quick. And, and, and that's what I did. Now, let me ask you a question. All right, so do all of the, do both joysticks work? Every button and, on the joystick, including the thumbsticks. Wow. Everything. And how did you interface the buttons with the Raspberry Pi? Simple. I, I should probably shoot a video on this. You but should. I'd love to see it. I'll explain it real quick. I just, this isn't really Amiga. But, I mean, actually, this would play Amiga stuff, too, if you want to go that mm-hmm. route. This joystick, now, and really, I'm not even going to concentrate on the Xbox joystick. I, I One of the reasons I picked this one was because of the ease of the wiring, mm-hmm. okay? This, the Xbox used joysticks that had a nutty connector on them, but it, they're uh, your USB joysticks with a nutty connector. Okay. Okay? Step one, I just cut off the cord, all right? Inside here, the cord runs into a little plug, and it literally the same colors as a USB port. Mm. The uh, I wired, I spliced the end of a, a, a micro USB cord to those wires. The RetroPie has one USB port, micro, and then one power port that's micro you can't use. Plug the joystick into that port, okay? The uh, HDMI and the power come directly off the Pi. Right. That part I understand. That's it. That was the... That's it. It's and that so, simple. So this is something that you could do with an Xbox controller easily or with anything Xbox and newer because it's kind of a USB. No. No. Most aren't, honestly. Okay, like a so Nintendo this... controller would be, you'd have to, I don't want to get too much, but the, the, the Raspberry Pi Zero has a thing, all the Raspberry Pis have a thing called a GPIO. Mm-hmm. About it. And they're, they're just basically points that you can wire up <clears throat> and they're programmable to do stuff. Okay. To use a Super Nintendo controller, for example, which has been, again, if you eBay, if you, eBay, if you YouTube this stuff, it's been done to death. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there are people have done code out there to recognize the Super Nintendo controller uh, and they work perfectly. Mm-hmm. NES controller, no problem. Right in the controller, just like this. But you were able to do this more easily than those retro controllers because this already has kind of a USB-like interface. It has a, no, it has a USB interface. Okay. And it occurred to me, as I was preparing to destroy a Super Nintendo controller, I was like, wait a minute, I've got one of these fat boys sitting around. Mm-hmm. I think I could wedge the whole damn thing in there. And so, in case anyone cares, these memory cards that go in here, remember these? Oh, yeah. There, are, there were plugs down in here. I took them out. Mm-hmm. All right. I had to cut away a little bit of plastic from inside <clears throat> and then wedge the thing down in there. You know, I mean, it was no easy task. And, and the thing is, when you want to work on it, you got to disassemble it. Mm-hmm. You know, some the one thing about using, say, an NES cartridge or, a, or some, one of those is like you could probably cut a little split slit in it mm-hmm. and then you could access stuff a little bit easier. But the, the difference is, I thought I've got USB on here. These buttons are all going to work. I have more access to more controls. Mm-hmm. 
Plus, I don't. I got it sitting around. Yeah. And so, and well, also, I knew I was. I was trying to get it done before the show. Here's the thing. So. That thing is awesome. And even though you did not technically abide by the rules of agreement, I disagree I with that. Still, I will still do whatever wacky, crazy thing you want me to do because this is this is really impressive. It I'll really ponder. is. I don't have to have you do anything, frankly. I uh, just the challenge was enough. And we need to uh, maybe at the uh, maybe at the party tomorrow. We'll, uh, yeah, no one's seen no one's seen that, but my partner. You know, if you've seen Retro Pie, and I'm guessing you have, mm-hmm. it's always the same. Yeah, you know, it's cool though. It's uh, but it's it was fun to put together, and now that I've done it, I can do it a million times over. So I'm probably out of the Xbox modding business now. <laughs> Something well, else, you know, the, the Xbox modding <laughs> business I think is not long for this world yeah, because yeah. of things like Retro. Yeah, Pie. yeah, yeah. So you know and. In terms of the computer side of the retro pies or the uh, Raspberry Pis, um, it's there's a lot of there's a lot of avenues there to do some interesting stuff, which some somewhere down the line I'm going to fool with that too. So, but the, I, I'm you know it was fun. It was a, it was a lot easier than you'd think. But mm-hmm. you, you should. Know. I wish that you could have, and I realized that you probably couldn't have. But it would have been neat for you to kind of make a making of video as you were doing it. I didn't think it'd work. <laughs> yeah, I'll put something together, but yeah, it's a neat little project if you've got a fat boy sitting around. And like I so said, these things, you can get them pretty much. I see them all the time, mm-hmm. like uh, video game stores. People, people don't think they're great. I've been playing with this one today to test it, and um, you know, it's a, uh, it's not bad. It's just like an Xbox controller. You know, I don't have huge hands, so it's not too bad. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, getting back to the Amiga news. Um, I don't have any more Amiga news. That's pretty <laughs> much right. it. Well, the uh, Christmas season's upon us, and I think the uh, they have uh, slowed things down a bit. Usually this time of year it gets a little slow, mm-hmm. and then uh, it'll pick back up. Yeah. Um, we've got... Uh, I want to make one very special announcement. Uh, we had a giveaway for our Defender of the Crown uh, Collector's Edition, mm. and um, we picked a winner, and we picked Adam Bradley, <laughs> Uh, so Adam, if you didn't listen to last week's episode, uh, and if you didn't get the email that I sent you and you're listening now, you have one week from today to claim your prize to, uh, write to me with your address so I can send that to you. Otherwise <laughs> on next week's show, we will be picking another winner. Of oh, the of the that would be Black horrible to not give that away to the first guy that won. You know, hopefully. Yeah, Adam, you know, make that all important call. Yeah. As Mean Gene used to say. Yeah. Um, we got several site updates this week. Uh, the newest thing we have up on the site, Gary just put this up tonight. He goes through the entire process of how to recap an Amiga 600. Have you seen that yet? I've not seen that. No, that, I did didn't a, see it when it was. It must he have did been. an excellent job on something that's got to be very difficult to shoot. He's got multiple camera angles set up and the really nice close-up shots. He's really done a good job with this, and this kind of takes the fear. If you're not somebody that's that's ever considered recapping something before, and you 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 want to find out more, this is a great place to start. Check have you, have you ever recapped anything? Uh, I recapped the uh, the monitor in there for oh, the, the Double Dragon. Yes, G. I forgot about that, and yeah. it worked out great it worked. too. Yeah, I would think I was here when you turned that on the first yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. I recapped the monitor for a Donkey Kong, mm-hmm. and. Uh, it didn't work until I, 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 my dad's like, you missed the spot right there. And I was like, what? Oh, man. He goes, I'm telling you, you put some solder on it, it'll work. I was like, it looks great. He's like, put some solder on it, put some solder on it, fired up, looked perfect. I was like, son of a gun. Yeah, that's, 
All right, that's the only thing that I've recapped. The only other kind of computer surgery that I've done is I redrew some circuit traces on my 1200XL keyboard. It's I'm going to need you to do that on my uh, on my uh, four. I think I've still got that circuit writer pen. So. Yeah, because I've got one the keyboard doesn't work on. So that that would be great. But uh, yeah, recapping is not. It's if you it, I, did did Gary did you notice we used the cap kit or did you just buy the stuff himself? I think I don't know. I don't know. A lot of times. Uh, you can go to like eBay and or also there are places online that will sell cap kits specifically made for your make and model. Mm-hmm. Of, of makes computer. it very very easy, and that way you've got a checklist, and mm-hmm. it makes it. You know, that's what we did. Uh, you know, really, uh, electrolytic capacitors are real simple to take out. Now, if you've got a a, 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 a airbag solder sucker, you're in business mm-hmm. without you know the real mm-hmm. nice ones. Yeah. But you don't have to have them. I've used Wick. Yeah, I just and, use you know, Wick, and it's it's Wick it's no sucks, but it's better than nothing. Right, and it's you better know? than those cheap pumps that don't work at all. I remember t- going through mm. school with one of those things. <laughs> They're like, "Yeah, this will suck the solder right out." And like with the and the thing is, I could never figure out was the tip of it's plastic, right. <laughs> and so inevitably it gets caked with solder, and then it melts. Yeah, and it's like, what does this do again? Yeah. and of course the solder just runs up into the place where there's nothing to protect, and mm-hmm. it just melts that too, mm-hmm. junk. Yeah, junk. Uh, the Chris Folds Advent Calendar comes to a close tomorrow. I've, lo- I've been loving. I look at it every day, and uh, it's uh, it's very clever. Mm-hmm. You know, that was, I loved it. Loved it. He's had a lot of crazy stuff on there too. Yeah, yeah. Um, we had an Amiga Christmas miracle. Dan Ryan, Amigos listener, wrote in, and uh, he was uh, getting ready for a big retro meetup, just like we're going to have tomorrow. And his Amiga did not work. Uh, he, I guess he was replacing one of the pins, like the Diana or the Paula or something, mm-hmm. and uh, two of the pins on the chip snapped off. And he was like, what am I going to do? And then he remembered <laughs> that he picked up a, a spare 1200 at a thrift store or something like that. And so he He, he remembered he had a spare? <laughs> Wait a minute. No, back it up. I'm just His telling you what he wrote. And all of a sudden, oh my God, I just suddenly rec- I have two of these. So, but it, there was something wrong with that one, but it did have the, the, the Paula chip or whatever he needed. He was able to take it out and put it back in. So you can read the whole story and find out details that I probably missed uh, on that. Um, of course, Dreamcatcher has been at it like a man on fire. Speaking of fire, Segway, he did a thing on the Graft Gold game Fire and Ice. Oh, nice we were talking about that, that, remember? Yeah. yeah. And he also, we got an exclusive interview with Ocean's Gary Bracey. I read that. Uh, yeah, I did see that article. I don't know how, he, that guy's a machine. Yeah. He always gets the good stuff, doesn't he? Yeah. It was a great article, you know, of course. Um, you got anything else? Uh, that's it for the site updates this week. I, while I'm thinking about it, I got an, a, an email from a, a Jason Warns. Mm. Uh, and I don't know if I. Canada's finest. Yes. He's going. He's offered to uh, send me down a new Paula chip for the twelve hundred. Now he asked a very important question, and the question was, "Do you have the means and ways to remove your Paula chip?" And I replied to him, "Absolutely not." <laughs> I used to when I worked for IBM. We had a what was called an air vac. It was a tremendous machine. It would let you easily pull those jade lead chips right off the board. Flop a new one on there, wham, bam, Bob's your uncle. Unfortunately, this is a quarter million dollar machine. Mm. I don't have one handy. Mm. There are other ways to uh, screwdriver, crybar. You can. I've got some decent tools, and I've I have manually removed J Lee uh, chips from boards, 
But are these just like? I, I, can you explain what that what that means? A J lead chip. You've got several different types of pins that off of chips. Mm-hmm. Okay. For example, you've seen chips that set in holes on the board. They right. just fit down in there and they're soldered. Yep. That's pin through hole. Okay. Okay. Then you've got chips that sit on pads and the lace come out to the sides like little mm-hmm. wings. Mm-hmm. Right. Then you've got and those aren't too hard to get off. That's no problem. J lead. It, oh, then you've got BGA chips, ball grid array. Those are chips that sit flat on the board and you can't see under them. Mm. And they have no visible legs. Mm. Underneath of them is a grid pattern of, of little tiny dots that are that have solder on the little pads. And on the board, there is the same pattern of little dots. And what happens is they're heated up and they're put on those pads and they stay there. And they, There's a machine for that, the ball grid array machine, which I also ran... I worked at IBM, and it was a million-dollar machine. It was super expensive. Not probably not, probably not that much, but it was an expensive machine. And those—that's a real tough one. Now, when people talk about surface mount components, is yeah. that what they're talking about? Absolutely, that's definitely surface mount. And but what this has is a J lead, and which that is, uh, the lead comes out the side and curls back under the chip like this. Okay. And they have—I don't remember how many that one's got. It's probably got like, you know, sixty-eight or something like that. I don't know how many it's got. And so what you've got to do, the problem with those are you have to, if you have leads that come out, you can just unsolder them and kind of pull them up. Right? You can do that with a J lead, but you can't access the solder points behind them. But more importantly, you're talking 70 pins or whatever. It's, it's a lot of chances a lot of to, to it's a lot that, of yeah. chances to pull a pad. Mm-hmm. And when and it's one thing if you pull a pad. When I was a, when I worked for IBM and Lexmark. If you pull a pad, well, heck, it, when, I, when it got to me, it was probably almost junked anyway, no problem. Yeah, or you maybe you'll fix it, maybe not. When you're working on your antique, precious, your mm-hmm. your baby Amiga, the thought of doing that fills me with a certain amount of dread. And I'm getting by with what I'm doing now. I'm not 100% sure it's the Paul. I think it is, but I'm not 100% sure. But there are methods I've heard about it called, like there's a piggyback method I've heard of where you can just sort of basically unsolder the power in the ground of the other one and piggyback the solder the chip on top of the other chip you know i don't know but i'm looking into it let's put this one that sounds very scary <laughs> but very anyway scary. it's nice of him to offer yeah and i do appreciate it uh very much well shall we go into our game yes rock and roll all right let's rock and roll with rockstar ate my hamster what can you tell us about it well <clears throat> it's a uh, came out in 89 uh, which <laughs> it's a game of its era. That's that's for sure. Uh, published by Codemasters, developed by Codemasters, a guy named Colin Jones, uh, whose name is prominently displayed mm-hmm. on, on, on the, the screen. Title screen. Um, the uh, it was you know ran on the OCS. This thing came. I you know this is something I didn't know. I didn't realize there were other there were other computers that had this game. I thought it was an Amiga game, but I guess mm-hmm. it's not. It appeared on the Amstrad, uh, Atari ST, of course. This was on the Commodore 64. And, of course, this game is so simple, it could be almost like on a calculator. <laughs> it's, it's super simple. Mm-hmm. And it was on the, uh, the the ZX Spectrum, of course, as well. Um, the uh, I don't know which one came first, to be honest with you. I don't know exactly which one of these. I, I think the Amiga one was the original, but it, maybe not. I don't know. And I, can, I looked... I couldn't find any, anything on it. Um, this was a full price release, so it was not a budget title. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, name of the game, which is Goofy, I didn't know this until looking it up, 
Um, apparently, there was a headline in the, in the Sun in the late '80s, and it said, "Freddie Starr ate my hamster." Uh, I don't know who Freddie Starr is. Mm-hmm. I, he may be a British rock star that I've never heard of. Right. But I, I guess that's where they got the inspiration from. Okay. Um, the game is a simple game, and we're gonna go over what you do. the The setup is you're a record producer who is, inher- or you're a producer who's inherited fifty thousand pounds from, I believe, his dead aunt, and you and your stooge are going to become big time rock and roll players. And so the first thing they have you do is decide how many people are going to be in your band. Uh, you can have up to four, one to four. After you decide who's going to, be, how many members there are, you pick from a, a, an array of knockoffs. I guess would be the best way to put it. Mm-hmm. And and you uh, uh, you cobble together your band. Then you uh, go out and and buy them gear. And then you begin your odyssey of, and you name them. You can name them if you want, or it'll come up with a wacky name. And then you begin trying to make it in the record business. And the game ends when you've, I think it's four, when you've got four gold records or four gold singles. Because uh, I think you really have one record and you really singles off it, and it, eventually you get up there. Um, the, the look of the game is just, it's all menu driven. There is no action. There is no. There's no mini games. There's no movement. There's it's no. All still. I mean, you use the joystick or the mouse just to move an arrow around. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it's got little tunes. Really, I mean, it's full of music, but it's none of the music stuff that I would say is earth shaking. It's no. just wacky. It's just. It's supposed to remind you of pop music. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, when you most of the time you're looking at the two goofs and it, the record producer and the and his stooge. And then the menus, and then uh, a, you know, in the corner at the bottom of the screen, uh, you'll see however many rock and roll guys you've got. Mm-hmm. And then you pick from a variety of menus. And it, when you explain this game, it sounds kind of lame <laughs> in a way. Well, it's it's exactly <laughs> if you ever played Drug Wars on your PI eighty five, you've played Rockstar Ate My Hamster. I've not played on, on what on what machine? PI eighty five. The TI-85? Yeah. Did uh, you ever have one of those in school? No. I've never heard of that. It's a graphing calculator. Oh. <laughs> There's a game for one of those? There's all kinds. Of, man, I was the king of games on the TI-85. Really? Is well, that, I, my brother was obsessed with a calc program. Is that the same one? Yeah, it's the same one. Oh, gosh. You guys are your calculators, man. <laughs> That's why I had stellar grades in that. Because I was playing <laughs> Drug Wars and... Uh, there was a like little like you know runner games and things. I mean, it was a very simple display, but you could do good, good stuff on it. The uh, uh, I guess the meat of this game is the wacky characters in it. Mm-hmm. And when I say characters, I literally I shouldn't say characters. It's more like profiles, caricatures. Yeah, these are send ups of popular artists of the day. Mm-hmm. I got a list here, and I'm going to read. The name of the guy, and you try to guess who he is. Okay. All right? You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay, so, and a lot of these are simple. Okay, Wacko Jacko. Uh, Michael Jackson. That's right. Uh, Michael George, or Gorge, excuse me. <laughs> Boy George. Right? Bimbo Baggins. Um, this is a stretch. You have to see her, I guess, to get it. <laughs> I, Very sexy Australian girl was in Street Fighter. I can't think of her name. Kylie Minogue. Kylie Minogue, that's right. 
Um, Crispy Rind. Crispy Rind? Yeah. I need a hint. Uh, lead singer of another band that was very popular. George Michael. No. Uh, it was Chrissy Hind. Oh, okay. You already guessed George Michael, remember? Michael Gorge? No, that was Boy George. No, that was Michael. George Michael. Michael George was George Michael. Okay. Uh, Rick Gastly. Uh, Rick Astley. That's right. Dorsey. Morrissey. That's right. <laughs> I can't believe you took a second on that one. Who else could it be? Dorsey? <laughs> um, Maradona. Madonna. That's right. Jason Donner Kebab. You're never going to get this no. one. Uh, J- Jason Donovan. Okay. Uh, this is an old one. Gracie Chapperson. Tracy Chapman. That's right. I'm very impressed by that. Baby, get a fast car. Uh, oh, God. To go with my torch. <laughs> is that the lyrics, or are you just making stuff up? That's, uh, probably not the Please lyrics. don't freestyle, boat. <laughs> um, scratch and Sniffa. Salt and Pepper. That's right. Midge Sewer. Ugh. Yeah, I'm not sure who this chick is. What, what's her real name? Midge Ear. Oh. How about... Maybe Welsh. Sado. Um, or, or how about Sado? <laughs> That'd be a better way to... Sod? S-A-D-E? Sade? Sade, yeah. yeah. Uh, Snoozy Sue. Wow, this band takes me back. Sushi and the Banshees? Snoozy Sue and the Banshees. Yeah. They were very popular when I was uh, in school. Uh, By George. Boy George. That's right. Mints. <laughs> Mince, I love it. I you know, know who Mince is? Sorry. It's Prince. Okay, Mince, that's great. Um, Bill Collins. Bill Collins, <laughs> that's right. Elvin Dwight. You oh, it's know Elvin that Dwight. one? Yeah. Iggy Car Rust. Iggy Pop. No, David Bowie. No. Oh yeah. Peter Gobsmacked. So Peter Gabriel. Yeah. Annie Smallpox. Yeah, Annie Lennox. That's right. Brian Nylon. Is it the white wedding guy? No. You mean Billy Idol? Yeah. No. Brian Ferry. I don't know who that you is. You don't know who he is? Mm-hmm. It's probably before your time. Rotten Johnny. Johnny Rotten. All right. Uh, Stiff Pilchards. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Cliff Richards. Okay. You don't. You know who that is? I know who Cliff okay. Richards is. Dingo Strap. Dire Straits. No, Ringo Starr. Oh, yeah. These are singing. I love people. Ringo. Harry Human. Human Cars. There and Oh, Gary Newman. That's right. Rupert Beetle. Rupert Beetle. Band on the run. Oh, Paul McCartney. That's right. John Michael Jars. Um. No. Gene Michael Jar. Okay. I'm not familiar with that one. Dick Knackard. Nope. Mick Jagger. Okay. Derek Clapout. Eric Clapton. Yeah. Tina Turnoff. Well, that's obvious. Um, Meathead. Obvious. <laughs> you got to say it, though, for the audience. <laughs> Meatloaf. That's right. Bruce Stringbean. Bruce Springsteen. String. Sting. <laughs> String. <laughs> Frank Zipper. Frank Zappa. Man, there's a lot of people. Oh, I know, game. I know. Um, Eddie Quicksilver. Eddie Van Halen. No. Freddie Mercury. You get oh. it? Eddie Quicksilver. That's good, you know. Sneezy Wonderful. <laughs> Is it Stevie Wonder? Yeah. Bonehead. Bone Thugs and Harmony? No. <laughs> no! Bone Thugs and Harmony. It's Bono. Kate Bush. Kate Bush. Very good. Harley Watts. Wow. Can you imagine picking him up for your band? 
For old Charlie? Oh, okay, Charlie, Charlie Watts. Okay. Yeah, I gave it away, didn't I? Here's another one. Freddie Grunt. I believe this guy sang Electric Avenue. I, I don't know who sang that. Eddie Grant, I okay. think. Boy, I'm going to get caught out on that if I get it wrong. Witless Houston. Whitney Houston. Harvey Headband. Mm. Harvey Feinstein. No, Mark Knopfler. No. Oh. Cod. <laughs> Cod. I, I don't know. Fish. That's what it says here. Fish. Fish? Like F-I-S-H? F-I-S-H. Okay, maybe that was... <laughs> Jane Jett. Joan Jett? Yeah. So, oh wait, there's a few more here. Uh, Sydney Sparkle. Uh, Cindy Lauper? No, Gary Glitter. Oh, you know, okay. dun, dun, yeah. Hey, yeah. Uh, he's a bad boy, though. Yeah, I think yeah. he's in the slam. Yeah. Uh, Rodney Holder. Rodney Dangerfield. Nope. No, Rodney Dangerfield didn't sing. You, you don't, that's, uh, that's untrue. Well, he didn't sing well. Naughty Holder. Ted Newsagent? Ted Nugent. Right. Dozzy Trowell? Cozy Powell. Yeah. Izzy Asbin. <laughs> oh, Izzy Izzard? A, no, it's Ozzy Osbourne. Well, oh, here's one of my favorites. Titchy Blackhead. Richie Blackmore. I don't know who that is. Oh, uh, you could Deep Purple? I, I, Deep Purple. I, Blackmore's Night? I know nothing about Nothing? One of the all-time great guitarists in the history of the world? Nothing? Okay. Moving on. Allison Nightmare? Alice uh, Cooper? Lummy. <laughs> Lemmy? That's right. Lummy. <laughs> so, anyway, that was ludicrous. But it's fun. And then there are plenty of other bands that are just made up, like the Rich Shop Boys. And, mm-hmm. uh, what was the one? Fear of Midgets? Yeah. That's another one I like. <laughs> they're, they're just really, really funny names. Or sixties, old 60s Gits. <laughs> yeah. That's another one. So, anyway, you pick from amongst that roster, that fine roster of musicians... You pick the one to four you want. You name them. You name their band. And then you practice. And then you book gigs. And you can book uh, in a club. You can book a uh, university. It's a pub, a club, pub, university. Yeah. Uh, concert hall, concert hall stadium. And stadium. And you And then you book how many nights you're there and uh, how much you charge for tickets. So you've got a lot of control over this, although... <laughs> I guess. Yeah, and so what the game comes down to is that you're making all of this money because it seems like you can't fail when you when you when you sell out. You know, you find the right ratio. Oh, you can fail. Remember, you fell three or four but times right away. As, as long as you as long as you understand the mechanics of how much it costs to rent the hall, you know, you very rarely like we when when we played, we didn't ever have a time where you just didn't sell any tickets and you went bankrupt. You know, you're always going to sell tickets. It's finding the right ratio of cost versus capacity, and you end up making a ton of money. Where the the game falls apart for us is that we don't understand the best way to spend that money because you you release an album and then you know at the beginning of the game it says we'll give you five percent you know for you know royalties and so much of a signing bonus. Um, if you accept the deal. Yeah, if you accept the deal. If you accept the deal, then you go into the studio and you record. And eventually you you can choose you know, whether you want to have a four song, an eight song, 16, whatever. I, I chose like a 64. Tra- right. Can you imagine sitting around doing that? How much money would that cost you? I chose a four song album, but I ended up with like 20 songs uh, I think, to take singles think, from. I think that it might have slipped down or something because I never had that problem before. Okay, maybe it did. I don't know. But anyway, we ended up recording a ton of songs. So then you release singles. And where the game falls apart is that, you, you know, the, no matter what you do, 
you don't seem to have any control over the, where the thing shows up in the charts because we were selling out stadiums and all this crazy stuff and but we couldn't get a single to chart you know we got to chart for like a week and then it disappeared again I, I've played this like I said I'd played this back in the day uh, so this was a game I played quite a bit and I was able to get a couple gold albums and they're part of the I think part like the, oh, the game we had here for the Amigas play is uh, you you had a very bad string of publicity and the worst I've ever seen I mean it was probably like seven or eight in a row mm-hmm. that were bad I think that buried the band deep beneath the crust of mm-hmm. the earth. Um, I I don't know how the various factors work together. This is sort of like a very advanced version of WWF. Yeah, <laughs> you know? My, yeah, like, micro league wrestling. Like micro league legend that had Z, you were screwed. It was <laughs> utter random. This there's something to it, but I don't. And I looked around. I'm like, what's the secret to this mm-hmm. game? And I don't know. Uh, I don't know what the secret is. I have, I know, I think the big secret is playing it for a long time. I have a feeling that if you make one of those albums that have like 64 tracks, and it allows you to release track after track after track, that I'd say your popularity builds over time. Because, like I said, I, from the people I heard talking about this game that said they'd beat it, I kept seeing five hours, six hours, seven hours. I've never it's sat a long, down, it's a slow yeah, burn. I've never sat and played it that long because you, you get to a point. Where it's the it loses a lot of its appeal because you're just doing the same thing over mm-hmm. and over. You've seen all the tricks, you know. Now this game comes up with they've got some cute angles. Mm-hmm. You've got stuff that ha- like one time boat was recording, and I've seen this before. The the, the guy Clive he screwed up your track, mm-hmm. and then so screwed that up, and he had to do it again. And then you, I've seen people like Taiwan. Uh, CD pirates or copying your album. You got to do something about that. And then there's uh, sometimes your sponsor gets screwed up. Sometimes you do a gig for charity and it's a bad charity and you get look like a jerk. Uh, Boat in the last game we played uh, when he went to do publicity, one of his one of his uh, band members got killed in a plane wreck. You know, so that can happen. So you can you can you know that could whittle it down. But the thought of playing this for five hours. Eh. Not I played it. I would play it. I've played it for forty-five minutes here, half hour here, you know, and probably over. You know, if you keep saving the game and keep doing it that way, you could probably build up over a couple of weeks. And, but I couldn't sit down and play for five hours. Not if I was doing that just by itself. Uh, it's just, it's just not enough depth to yeah. it. That much said, it certainly is not without its novelty. Uh, it's, uh, you know, it, there is a certain amount of depth. You, uh, you can name all your, you can name your band. You can name your uh, singles, you, all your songs. You could name your album. Uh, it's neat to see your the charts. The charts are always funny. They have all kinds of crazy band names in it that are funny. Their songs are funny. So there, th- there's a lot of humor in the game that I, that I mean, legitimately amusing humor. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like I said, it's a game of it's. It reflects the era it was released with the artists and mm-hmm. the feel of it. Uh, um, it's. Uh, it's not a one-trick pony, but maybe a one-and-a-half-trick pony. I think know? that's accurate. And and when I played this as a as a younger Aaron back in the day, uh, I thought it had a lot more depth than it actually does, to be honest with you. But it's still good. I, I mean, I, I'm, I'll give it a good mark. Uh, where I paid full price for this back in the day, full price. This is this is the embodiment of a 
if this was a budget release, this would have been a top shelf budget release. Mm-hmm. Like you'd really get your bang. Yeah. You know, but for a uh, full price, I don't know. Um, the game has a uh, one picture of of topless girl in it. That's true. That's, Be aware that that will keep boat on the <laughs> on the editing bench for a little, a little while longer. Uh, <coughs> I read a couple places. I can't confirm this. That uh, 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 someone complained, a parent uh, complained about one of the jokes in the newspaper, the publicity newspaper, probably the top was girl, and the game got pulled from the shelves. Mm. And so um, I also read, same website, same guy, that the uh, the game was featured in the best, the 50 best rock and roll video games of all times in Rolling Stone. Well, but let's then again, look at the other rock and roll video games. That was where I was going to yeah. go. There, I can't expect Wayne's World. You know, the Blues Brothers. These are not stellar examples of good games. I'm trying to think of a great rock and roll game. Journey Escape. Bam. Journey. You mean the arcade? The arcade. Version. Version. Absolutely, that is a good game. Um, gosh, that's the list. Can you think that's of another it. one? That's the list. Let's think of one here. I'm, th- I'm going to ponder this. Um. What about Jack Black's rock and roll, like, uh, beat-em-up that he had out? What was that called? That game reviewed very, very poorly. Uh, Yeah, but still, it's there. It's there. It's it's called, uh, I can't even remember what it's called, but I know exactly what you're talking about. The audience knows what we mean. There's got to be a game where you get band members to do stuff. A real famous one, aside from Journey Escape. (laughs) <laughs> well, there's. I mean, there. What about rock rock band? I don't think you count that. Though. That's not. Really <laughs> Why not? Or 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 guitar hero. Well, I mean, sure. If you, I mean, those games are obviously a thousand times better than any of the games that we've mentioned. Can, can you imagine coming up with fifty rock and roll games? Yeah, fifty. You're really scraping the. It's bottom like of the barrel guitar there. hero Wii version. Well, I, yeah, there, <laughs> isn't there? Isn't there an Iron Maiden? Uh, game is there? Yeah, because remember when Lemmy died and they re-released it? We talked He's about not it in. on this Lemmy's show. Lemmy's not in Iron Maiden, or not Iron Maiden. Uh, oh yeah, the Motorhead, Motorhead game. Yeah. That should be in the list. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Good. Good. Nice work, boat. Um, I I didn't know this until today when I was finally doing my notes. There is a cheat code for this game. Oh, where's this thing been all my life? If you type uh, Cold Bops, C O L B O P S. And press one of the following keys, you activate a secret cheat. The cheats are, you can make 100 pounds, 100,000 pounds. You can make the band play their best, or you can have them have the biggest audience. Mm. That would probably help. So I'll make a home experiment with that yeah. and see if it does anything. I looked this up on eBay. Good luck. This is a, a pretty rare title. Um, there was a dude in Italy selling the, t- the tape version, um, 60, 60 or so bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a tape in the UK about twenty bucks. Um, I don't guess this. Uh, this was never released in the US. I know that for sure. Um, so there is no US version. Uh, someone sold the disc for the UK version of the Amiga a couple days ago. It just ended for twenty five bucks just for the disc. Mm, wow, that's pretty high. Yeah, as far as far as the games we look at go. So uh, you know, it's a fun it's a fun little distraction. Oh, there are a couple places that. Um, we'll let you play this in your browser with Java, mm-hmm. which is we talked about this you before the show. You could it's the perfect phone yeah, game. Yeah, you don't lose a lot in a game like this playing it in a browser. And you could modernize this too, and it'd be kind of fun. Mm-hmm. 
I like the idea of managing a rock band. Yeah, and you know, there probably is actually a game just like this on iOS right now or the App Store on Android. Yeah. Because, you know, all of these indie app developer, um, I played a Japanese, like, hotel manager game that was just like this. I mean, it's it's very... Was it one of those hotels that had, like, the rooms that are like coffins? The, you put the, the, the capsule hotels? Is that what they are? Yeah. Would you stay in one of those? Probably. I mean, they're not super, super tiny. What if they get a, a American fat guy size capsule? I think you just have less room. Is that so? It just stays shut. It's <laughs> yeah. like a train. They get the guys. They get the guy from the subway just to shove me in with like a plunger. How do I get out of there? It's you know, like being PK zipped into something. It, it would be interesting, but there's no, you know, in the capsule hotels, there's not a door at the end of your capsule. It's just a curtain, so you, you don't have to worry about being trapped in there forever. <laughs> so, but I mean, you still have to get in it, right? Oh yeah, you still got to get in there. I wonder if they open from the top or the side. It's you. You climb in right through the right through the. I mean, it's it's, it's sort of like, it's those like a cylinder. That, remember those things at the bank? Either, yeah. You, you know, you had to open the side, you yeah. stick your thing, and you put, and it goes in the air, and takes it in there, <laughs> or like a, um, a isolation chamber, a tanning bed. Mm-hmm. But the, you know, these are much bigger than that. I mean, <laughs> you should watch on. You got Hulu now, right? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> They've got. Uh, they have this crazy show, William Shatner. Oh, I heard about that. Yeah, they go to Japan and they stay in a capsule hotel. You yeah, can see everything. How did George Foreman do in that thing? George Foreman did not do well. In yeah, there. <laughs> he's a large man. Not all of those. None of those guys are small people. You know, just for fun, what were you listening to in '89? You were how old? Were I was you? eight years old in 1989. Oh man, I was I was here at graduated high school. So but... I I still had not really discovered <laughs> pop music at all. I think I listened to a lot of the Jets. Uh-huh. Remember the Jets? Yeah. Uh, I didn't like them. And I listened to the the Beach Boys. And that was when, sometime around there was when that La Bamba movie came out. And uh, I remember... Richie Valens' life story. Yeah, and I remember that was on the radio a lot. Yeah, that was good. That was uh, 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 Los... uh, Los Lobos? Los Lobos, yes. I like Los Lobos. Yeah. I was into that stuff. I was into, uh, let's see, 89. I was probably starting my love affair with acoustic guitar Mm. at that point. I was... Indigo Girls, uh, uh, old Ziggy Stardust, stuff like that. That's probably into that stuff. Now, like high school me, listened to a lot of stuff from 1989. Like they might be giants. Yeah, I was into them too. Yeah, uh, REM from that period. I like a lot. Like Out of Time, that record. Elvis what was, Costello. What were the hits off that one. Uh, that was uh, that shiny, have... shiny Happy People. Oh, that song is the worst. That's the worst. What? That song, it makes me want to kill somebody. Why? And I like R.E.M. Shiny, happy people. What's wrong with that God. song? God. Oh, God. That's so, <laughs> well, I can't argue with that defense, That, thing, that so thing's so <laughs> syrupy, it makes me want to wipe my nose with a, with a pancake. Um, see, Oof. Um, I, that might have been the, the biggest hit. Oh, no, Losing My Religion. So, oh, was, was that on that album? Was that on that, or was that on Out of I Time? I thought that came, on, that, that came that, out later. That didn't have, like, a... Um, Texarkana. Yeah, that had Texarkana. Now, that's on there. that's a great song. Yeah, that whole album's great. It's a great. Yeah. Album. I like a lot of R.E.M. stuff. That and um, the uh, I'm losing my mind. I shouldn't. Was Orange Crush on that one? No, that was before. <coughs> but uh, but yeah, a lot of great music from the late '80s. The Cure, like Cure albums from that time period. Disintegration came out. I think '90. Yeah, I got that um, album. I'm sad to say yeah. I got a lot of. But again, stuff. you know, I was I came on with all this stuff ten years afterwards. So. Well, I lived it. I can tell you, the last thing you wanted to hear in that school hallway 
when you were getting ready to go into biology with shiny, happy, freaking people. <laughs> I can tell you that right now. I had the chick from B-52 singing. I know. I love her. But that song is, it's just, I don't blame him for making it, but man, just a bad effect. I love the uh, the, the strings. And then it kicks in. That 80s jangly guitar. And the hand class Listen to you do this, it makes me happy that the human beatbox went away. <laughs> it's still here. No, I live it every no. day. It's the human beat down when I have to listen to these little tunes you sing. We gotta we gotta end this show. We're getting stupid. All right. Um So uh you didn't talk about reviews. Did this game review anything? You know, the reviews I saw were middling. Oh, uh, that's that's understandable. Yeah, I know. I, I, let's be honest. I mean, it's a it's a fun little thing. I uh, didn't see a ton of reviews. To be honest, we only saw two. It was a sixty-eight and a seventy-two. So eh, yeah, that makes sense. You know, um, well, I'm glad that we played this. I'm glad that O'Brien suggested it. It's something different. <laughs> it's something truly unique. We haven't done a game. Yeah, like this when he before. when he when he mentioned it to me, I was like, man, that was one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. This is a game. As, and I still like it. It didn't hold up for me. I'd say it. it uh, I look at it with rose tinted glasses, but it's 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 just a little too shallow. Yeah. It the 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 makings are there of a really cool game. If they really wanted to, and they can make it wacky, or you can make it serious too. Automatic for the people is the name of that REM album that I couldn't think about. That I it, either losing my religions on that or on out of time. I say. I think it was on. on I think. It was on out of time. I don't know. I don't know. Probably so. Man on the Moon was on automatic for the people. You know what? Uh, swimming. My favorite. Uh, song. I would like to see a rock and roll manager game. Like I said, right now. Mm-hmm. Someone, so get on it. Well, it would be a cool thing to integrate into Rock Band. You know, it like, would because they need something. They need anything else. Because like instead of you know just waiting around or clicking through, you know, you can play a song with your band and then you can see how many. That seems like a missed opportunity. We need to look into this. We'll report next week what we find. There's got to be one. Yeah. There's yeah. got to be one out there. Well, let's go ahead and take a moment to thank our Patreon supporters. Yes. Um, I'd like to thank... They're fine folk. Jason Werns. Uh, yes. Graham Vebke. Rob O'Hara. Paul Harrington. Lauren Giroux. Jonas Rullo. Colbjorn Byron. Tapes from the Crypt. Adam Bradley, Chris Foltz, Will Williams, Daniel Bingston, O'Brien's Retro and Vintage, Chad Halstead, and Brent Dowdy. Thank you so much for your support. Um, you help keep the lights on here at the Amigos Studios. If you'd like to support the Amigos Podcast, uh, go over to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash Amigos Podcast. And you could also, we obviously you can take like a one-time thing too. Yeah, we... And a, we, we, a fellow do that. If you if you want to send a PayPal donation, I actually don't have a, uh, a PayPal account set up for our Amigos. You can send me a uh, just a PayPal one-time donation at johnshawler.gmail.com and... Uh, and we we take money however you want to send it to us. We don't we don't we, we don't discriminate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Um, so anyway, Aaron, next week you have a game suggestion. Yes, run out there. This is a this is a game based on the life of Freddie Mercury no. called Fiendish Freddie. No, absolutely not, no, sir. No. This is a great little circus game, as I remember it. Dun dun dun. <laughs> So we're going to play Phoenix Ray's Big Top, and we're going to see if it uh, holds up. Another game that I played in my younger days, and uh, 
I don't know if this got released on anything else either, so we'll find out next week. All right, that sounds great. We'll see you then. Until next time, adios.